Hello and welcome to the bestseller experiment, the 400th episode where we continue <laughs> where we continue to discover what makes a bestseller and inspire you to start, finish, and publish your book. I'm Mark Devoe. And I am Mark Stay, and a big thank you as always to the people who've kept this show running for 400 episodes, possibly more. We may have lost count somewhere along the way, but we're saying this is episode 400. Uh, our patrons, our academates, and everyone who's listened to this show, everyone who has spread the good word far and wide, we thank you. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts and the hearts of our bottoms. It's... Uh, I mean, 400 looks a lordy. How did we get here? Do you know, I was I was listening back to episode two just yesterday, Mark, and there was a moment <laughs> where we were told that we should just stop what we're doing, mm. you know, going for a bestseller. And we said, well, that's it. After one and a half episodes of the bestseller experiment, it, it was up, nice, yeah. for, right? <laughs> nice to wrap it up. Isn't it incredible? Isn't it incredible? And then to celebrate as well, reaching this milestone, we've got a live show happening, haven't we? We have indeed. Uh, so... We're going to have a special live show at Waterstones in Canterbury. So I'm going to be there with Rowan Coleman, Penilla Hughes, Nadine Matheson and Julie Wasmer for amazing best-selling authors. And after six years and 400 episodes, we're going to be asking if writing is a job for life. In these uncertain times, can an author really earn a living from just their writing? I'm very keen to find that out. And our authors share their experiences of being an author in an ever-changing world. And it's a celebration. There's going to be wine. There's going to be cake, a uh, chance to meet the authors, a book signing. We've been looking at the tech. Mr. D is going to be there, like this giant Orwellian head staring down at us. Uh, it's, and it's going to be live streamed as well. So I'm going to put links in the show notes so you can get tickets to come to the Canterbury show if you want to come in person. Or if you want to watch us uh, on YouTube, there's a link there for the live show on YouTube. All are welcome. And it's Wednesday, 31st of August at 6.30 UK time. Uh, so, yeah, hope to see you there. Absolutely. If you want a reminder by email about when that's going to start on all yes. the links and everything else, go to bestsellerexperiment.com and sign up to the mailing list and we'll send you a reminder with everything you need to know. Now, today, Mark, we thought we'd do something extra special, didn't we, yeah, for our 400 episodes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we decided to this was this is very much a last minute decision as well. We came up with this a couple of days ago. Wouldn't it be really nice if we did this? It was like we really need to do this now and very, very quickly. But I'm so glad we did because the stuff we've got today, we, we normally, you know, you know, it's like we'll get an author on, might be an amazing debut author. It might be a legend of, of literature that we've got along, a huge bestseller, someone starting out on their journey. But today we we got something Something really, really wonderful that um, I hope we can do again one day. But uh, this is special, isn't it, Mr. D? It is. It's special because today it's about you. It's about inviting people onto the show, listeners of the podcast who who then became um, Academy members, bestseller Academy members. And we, we, we wanted to kind of delve into their journey. We wanted to t talk about what were the things that they experienced as a writer, the things that you listening right now will probably really, really connect with and think, yeah, but, you know, and I even, you know, listening to some of the, the interviews we did, really connected with a lot of the struggles that people go through, the breakthroughs. And so we have captured some incredible stories from basically the people out there living this journey. And, um, and so we, 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 we picked six people from all different parts of the world, from all different backgrounds. And, um, we, we really believe that over the years, that it, this podcast has been 
not just about the fun and the laughter, but it's also been about the kind of learning experience. We've all been on there, like you and me both included, Mark, in that. <laughs> and, and really, this is a celebration of this lifelong journey of learning. Um, because we've talked about this a lot, Mark, haven't we? We've talked about how, you know, you can never, ever say that you know it all. You can never say that, right, you know, I don't need to work on my craft anymore. I don't need to work on my, my mindset. Absolutely. It's, um, it is a lifelong journey. And yes, you can learn some basics, you can learn some principles, but you learn to write by doing it. And you learn to write by, by you know, uh, putting one word after the other. And, but you also have to develop certain skills. You have to develop uh, certain, um, certain ways of doing things, certain ways of thinking uh, you know, which is something we talk about with our special guest today, you know, that, that kind of mindset that you need to, to start writing and how to stay writing. And, you know, it's, um, we, we, you know, it's, it's, it's about, like you say, it's about the fears, self-doubt, lack of belief, lack of direction, lack of support, but then discovery, successes, milestones, what they've learned about themselves on the way. It's, um, it really is inspiring stuff. It is, it is. And we're also celebrating today two years of the Bestseller Academy. I can't believe that the Blimey. Bestseller Academy opened two <laughs> years ago, which is mind-blowing. And, and the doors are now open for new members. So we thought it'd be fun and inspiring to, to take you behind the scenes with some of the Academy members. And um, a lot of them, actually, I think almost all of them started off by listening to this podcast, just like many yeah. people right now. And they decided they wanted to go deeper by firstly facing their, their kind of and, and breaking through their challenges, getting support, committing to themselves to really go for it, you know, to become that writer that they knew was in them and prove to themselves something they knew deep down that, that it, you know, part of their life journey involved writing one or more books. You know, it's that thing that we, we, can, we can try and get rid of writing in our life, but writing never leaves us. Right. It's, it's just, it's yeah. crazy. And, and we've seen this over and over again. And so these are people who realized that this had to be part of their life journey. And it was something that they, they really wanted to share with the world, you know, writing a book and getting it out there. And uh, more importantly, like making and changing people's lives in the process through their work. Yeah. And like you said, Mr. D, this is, you know, it's a great spectrum of people different backgrounds countries circumstances different challenges they wanted to overcome so uh, folks as you're listening to this uh, these little mini interviews we'd love to learn about which part of their stories and challenges that really chimes with you that you associate with in your journey today so as always you know at the end drop us a line get in touch it's uh, we 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 find this stuff absolutely fascinating yeah it's brilliant stuff so let's dive in let's let's firstly introduce our six academy members we've got naomi saivar kate aaron laura and let's start with denise mcgahn from antrim in northern ireland now denise is a busy mother of three and we asked her what her biggest writing challenge had been. Gosh, just just finishing anything, really, Mark. I think, you know, I've been sort of 30 years, maybe more writing and struggling and journaling, but never actually coming to the end of anything. Um, partly that was just kids, you know, I have three children and sort of trying to carve out a bit of time around that to actually focus on the writing. It felt a bit of an indulgence, really. So sort of something I could do after I'd done everything else. Um, 
partly it was just confidence and, and not really knowing where to go. But I just had an awful lot of snippets and half-finished novels and short stories and, and nothing that really went anywhere. One of the biggest challenges for you was, you know, a mother of three kids and to actually even carve out a bit of time to work on your writing was incredibly challenging. Um, but you realised, didn't you, very quickly that actually living and doing that thing that was super passionate was also really important uh, demonstration to your children about following their passion in some ways as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. As, as, so as you know, I thought of it as something almost a bit selfish in a way, you know. Um, but actually what I found was I would get up really early in the morning and just have that, and not even like a five o'clock, you know, a sort of like a respectable quarter to seven or something, but everybody else was asleep. And I'd travel down and do my writing. And it just made me feel um, just like I was resourced for everything else that happened in the day. And what was really nice, I think, was that the kids could see that I was doing something that I really cared about and that, you know, um, I really wanted to do, I was passionate about. And I think they actually found that quite inspiring. They talk about that quite a lot now, which is really lovely. So it felt kind of, in the end, I flipped it to realise, well, it's not selfish. It's actually, this is what I want especially my daughter, to know that actually you can do this for yourself at any stage in life. And um, and uh, it's just perseverance and commitment to something and uh, it pays off. Naomi Floyd is from the West Midlands in England, and she describes two common blocks which many of you will be familiar with, doubt and lack of direction. The main one, huge amounts of self-doubt. So uh, I enjoyed writing. Uh, I've always been a bookworm. Absolutely felt that there was a book in me striving to get out, but just didn't have the confidence to do it. And then once I'd started, not quite sure that I got on the right track. So waffling off, meandering off the storyline, not quite sure I was getting a plot down uh, on paper. So, yeah, I was in a big old mess. And here I'm introducing Aaron Brooks from Vancouver, Canada. Aaron had different challenges, a need for more knowledge around the process of writing a novel and trying to navigate the world of publishing. Well, I uh, came from a screenwriting background, so I had written no prose. I knew nothing about uh, the industry uh, at all. Um, uh, and, and, and anything from like querying to like dialogue tags, I had, I was just like doing it all, all wrong. And uh, you're, podcast was you know the first thing that or it introduced me to this this whole world of uh indie publishing publishing and um yeah so my challenge was i didn't know shit and i <laughs> you guys were there for me i was also uh yeah the next question you know uh i also you know, was going through a divorce at the time so uh you guys like also gave me hope it was like a tough it was 2018 when i discovered the uh like the beginning middle of uh 2018 was when i discovered the podcast so i was catching up and um but there was so much information in there that was just so inspirational and useful what more could you ask for Kate Baker from Ipswich in the east of England shares some interesting revelations around the complexity of the book writing world and how subjective it can be. Well, I'd been a member of writing groups and enjoyed immensely meeting tutors, attending courses and being inspired and getting words down. But as the years went by and I started to search for an agent, getting some full requests along the way, so not all bad, I realised how complex the process was going to be. 
and working out how to impress those agents, all of whom seemed to have differing opinions about my novel, all of which sounded valid. This was where I thought, oh my God. But it's only later I realised how subjective reading really is. And we all hear about that all the time. It's subjective, it's subjective. But when I started listening to the podcast, which was in the first lockdown, I realised you interviewed as many self-published and indie authors as you do traditional. And you gave them each the same level of respect. And I started to read more indie authors and realised there's some really good quality writing out there. And so I suppose I started to think it doesn't have to be traditional. I would still love one day to say, oh, I've got my agent or this, that and the other. But equally, I could take 25 years and be 180 by the time. When I joined the Academy, I started to look at the fact that there were other models more seriously. And now we meet Laura Reagan from County Roscommon in Ireland. Laura represents all of the writers out there that are planning on getting stuck into their writing in the near future. I think my biggest writing challenge was that I didn't take it seriously. So it was something that I had always, you know, kind of thought of doing and liked the idea of. I had always written, I had notebooks full. But when I signed up for the academy, there was definitely a shift because I went, I'm taking this seriously now. I'm going to go for it. Um, it also, it helped me think about getting to the end of things. Whereas before, you know, I might finish a rough draft and then I had no idea what I was going to do next. You know, how do you edit? How do you do this? But once I got in there, it got so much easier. And finally, Saivar from Iceland, now living in New York. In his day, day job, Saivar works on popular shows like Viking and Alone for the History Channel. But he'll speak to everyone out there struggling with self-belief and those challenges with forming new writing habits. My biggest uh, challenges before joining the Academy was creating a, a daily writing habit and also believing in myself and believing in my writing and and that I could actually write, believe that I could actually write a novel, which I did not believe that I could and have not believed for many, many years. So when I started in the Academy, I, I, I began with the, uh, you know, the 200 words uh, a day challenge. And, you know, you do that for a couple of weeks and suddenly you're writing thousand words a day and you're just flying through. And, and, and so, yeah, that, that's how it all began for me. Isn't it fascinating, Mark, just hearing the diversity of challenges, but also the commonalities? You know, everyone everyone's coming at it from different experiences, but there's there's all those common threads that you hear throughout everyone's journey. Yeah, I think doubt is the big one. Doubt, and it's it's half the battle. And I mean, first of all, if you've never written before, you're thinking, okay, how do I do this? Where do I even begin? And I have a very vivid memory of when I because I'd written screenplays, I've written, you know, this and that, but I thought I'm going to write a novel. I'd written plays, but I'd never written long form prose, you know, seriously, never really applied myself to it. And I remember thinking, I need to know more about sentence structure, about, you know, punctuation and grammar, or just, just how do I get, where do I even begin? So I was very conscious of that when I created the craft courses on the academy. I I learned from my, my wife, Claire, has uh, these YouTube allotment videos. And one of the reasons she's done so well with those is she never assumes any knowledge. She keeps it clear and simple. So I was like, let's keep it simple. Let's address and explain the terminology with clear examples. There are worksheets so academics can dig in and try this stuff out themselves. But yeah, that that doubt is such a big thing. And it 
it comes from inside. It's 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 something you know. You need to give yourself permit and permission to do this. And we we've heard that from some some of the folk. Then you know that idea of you know we need we need to tell ourselves that this can be done. Yeah, it's it's interesting as well. And what I picked up is these common set of challenges for every writer, but they're always unique based on these things that are different about us, our circumstances, our personal circumstances. And also then our life experiences, the things that we've we've journeyed through, which have shaped our world and shaped the unique way we look at it. And so we've known this as well when we kind of looked for the formula of writing a bestseller, you know, no one solution fits all. No. But I found it really fascinating with Denise. Um, you know, Denise said she didn't believe that she had the time because you're already busy. But, you know, I always think to yourself, when are we ever going to be less busy? <laughs> it's like, it's never about, it's never about finding more time. It's rearranging our time and making our passion somewhere in amongst that all. And it's really, really interesting. And I think this is really a common thing that we hear from anyone who's a, you know, a mum or a dad, got like kids that they have to look after. And also people in relationships. We don't talk about this enough, but people in relationships, um, when, they don't, when they have a partner maybe who isn't a writer or doesn't understand that fire and that passion that writers have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. and Laura as well, um, you know, she mentioned about this idea of taking herself seriously. And I really loved that. It's like, it's like this moment where we actually have to do that ourselves. No one's going to do that for us. We've got to decide, you know, and I guess there was a point in your life, Mark, where you'd say, where you would can probably pinpoint the point where you said, I'm, I'm a writer. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this seriously. And there's, it's a threshold that we have to cross cross over. Yeah, I think I think the mistake a lot of writers make when they're starting out, as I said, I can't call myself a writer yet because I've not been published or I've not been paid or I've not won a contest or whatever. But I mean, Joanne Harris said it in one of our earliest episodes: if you're a write, if you write, you're a writer. And for us, it's it's that thing of you know getting the words on the page as often as you can. If you can do it every day, that's fantastic. But you know, if it's once or twice a week. You know that's cool. Just getting those words down—that is what what makes you a writer, and and that's how you start off on this journey. And it's something that, you know, we we talk about a lot in the academy. Is just you know, it's as much about the mindset as it is uh, the accomplishments and the achievements. Mm. And finishing as well—that was something you picked up on, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Well, that that is uh, that transforms you as a writer um, because you know you can do this. That that's the thing that helps fight the doubt. Uh, finishing something, getting to the end of something, you think, wow, whoa, hang on, I've written the end. That is, whoa, that's an achievement. Uh, and because you finish something, then you have the confidence next time to to do it again uh, because you can say to yourself, I can do this. I've done this before and I can do it again. And there will be different problems to solve each time and it won't be won't necessarily be any easier, but you you develop the again the mindset and strategies to cope with these things and and just finishing helps make you realize that yeah and and Saivar's experience was also really common as well you know talked about finding it really hard to create the writing habit by yourself and i don't know about you mark but when i was very very young i started learning the piano when i was five i learned the benefit of someone showing up for me each week and asking me the question now, how, how did you get on with your practice this week? And it's just having someone there that you know is looking out for you and somebody there who will be checking in with you. That's the thing that actually makes us 
do the work, maybe push us a bit forward. And I think having that community um, is, is what Saiva was talking about there. Well, what, that one side of it is that accountability thing that we talk about all the time. But the other side of it is just being able to share ideas. I, I did that classic teenage thing when I was 13 years old. I demand an electric guitar. And my parents went out and bought a lovely encore Stratocaster copy. Uh, I learned exactly three chords and then it went out of tune and I didn't really do anything with it. Then when I was 17, I went up to the Edinburgh Festival with a band, uh, with a play that had a band in it. I remember watching these guys playing blues, 12-bar blues, and thinking, I know those chords, but I've never known how to do this. And they showed me how to do it. So having that community, having having that community around you, and you know, it's come from my writing, finding other writers, chatting with them, having conversations with them. And we're seeing it in the academy now, people just, you know, sharing ideas and tips and tricks and uh and just, you know, geeing each other on. That's so important. Yeah, it's huge, isn't it? Now, we've, we've been really privileged to get to know and work with, with these and lots of other authors in the Academy. And what's really fascinating is we, we've been seeing the actual transformation happening in the breakthroughs happening in front of our very eyes. Um, whenever, I, whenever I coach people, you know, the first, at the start of the first session, I always acknowledge the commitment that they've made to their own life, you know, to their life and their passion. And many people think about investing in their career profession, but it takes real courage to step across that threshold. It's like the hero's journey where you, you go into that unknown world and you, and you, you make that decision to, to kind of start the adventure, so to speak. Um, so we wanted to know what changes and breakthroughs had happened for these Academy members. So, so let's dive in. And here's Denise again. Oh my word. I don't know where to start with that one. Um, well, I think I think quite early on, you and I had a chat right at the start a bit, and I was sort of bumming and on because of the time thing, and just could I commit to it? Um, and what I discovered was that actually it taught me about the process of writing. So, so yes, the craft, which has been brilliant, um, but actually just the the process and the mindset of sitting down to to start a project and to see it through. Um, and I knew at the start, you know, if I, if I need to do something very different, very radical. Um, otherwise I'm always going to be just writing my journals and dreaming of writing. I felt like I really needed like a, a sort of a pattern interrupt in some way. And, and the Academy gave me that. And I think it's, it was, it's always like that really sort of high support that you get the Academy, but it is also, there's challenge there, you know, there's accountability, you're signing up to it, you're committing to it publicly and to your community. And there's, there was definitely something in that, that the minute I'd signed up, I felt like I was backing myself and I felt like you guys were backing me. Um, and it was just a game changer. I just I just took the whole thing seriously once I'd done that. So, so I think there's a whole lo- load of things, the community, kind of that sense of understanding what it is to write a novel. And that the first thing that comes out of your pen isn't is is just your rubbishy first draft. There's a whole lot of other stuff and and trusting with that flow of the process that you'll you you know, if you keep at it, you'll you'll come through it. Um, I think that really that really strikes me. And here's Aaron Brooks. Well, the you know just from the nitty gritty to like the big picture, you always talk about uh, the central dramatic argument, right? And uh, just all the conversations we have had about it. One of the most useful things, which I thought was really smart, that uh, you taught me was like putting the shout line in your pitch. And Mark's so generous because he gives all of his pitch materials um, to you on the, (laughs) when you're talking to him on the craft site. And, uh, you know, also talking about uh, Mark one, Mark D 
Uh, he's just the hope thing. He's just audaciously hopeful. It's also just super infectious and you can't but feel but hopeful after you talk to him. And for the first time in my life, he's helped crystallize the um, the uh, planning. What the goal is, is my first time I have a yearly goal. I know what I have set out to accomplish. And it, one of them is super audacious and one of them is more practical. So I can I know I can at least accomplish one of them. We heard earlier from Laura Reagan about the need to take her writing seriously. And this is what happened. It has helped me in ways that I don't think I could actually fit into this video. I have finished three books. Um, I'm on submission for one of them. I have another one now that I'm editing up that's going on submission, hopefully by the end of the year. Um, and I'm very confident now that I can finish a million books. <laughs> um <laughs> And also, <laughs> it's helped me meet other writers, which is something I wouldn't have the opportunity for where I live. I live in rural Ireland. Um, I had never met another person who wanted to be a writer, never alone one who was a writer. And signing up for the Academy, I made friends in there, connections with other writers at different stages in their career that are so important to me. And I still talk to a lot of those people every single day, multiple times a day. If I have a question, I... I'm on the phone and I'm like, hey, <laughs> it, it was excellent. Kate Baker talked about the importance of writers finding their home. I think because of the courses and stuff from the, the foundation I'd done before, when I came into the academy, I was able to do your courses, which were really, really um, easy to do. And meeting a lot of the self-published authors on the academy who are so confident about what they do, it gave me confidence. And as I say, I started to listen and, and to other things about self-publishing and start seriously considering it. So I suppose it gave me confidence. I just liked what I was reading, um, the vibe between everybody and so on. So, And I've even met a few of them now in real life in London at a couple of events. So that, that sealed it for me. And I thought, yeah, I'm in the right place. I feel supported my writing's not that bad I can do this and then obviously I had a one-to-one -one with you and that was that was great I'd had I'd had this novel edited before and each time it got better and better and better and then I think it was when you'd said and Mark had said similar things before just go and have some fun with it I thought you know what I'm going to do it and no one had ever said that to me before and for Naomi making progress is key it's given me focus so it's made writing part of my daily routine so that it's it's now something that I do without even questioning or thinking it. It's given me real focus and just so much good advice that's kept me fit on the ground, got rid of the fear factor and enabled me to really feel like I'm progressing. And that key ingredient for any successful author is confidence and a great community. Saivar shares his experiences. So the Academy has uh, helped me as a writer by giving me the confidence in myself and in my writing. You know, and also the Academy has, has given me a community of writers that are open in sharing their knowledge and currency, encouraging you on your writing journey. And, uh, you know, because writing is, uh, you know, a lonely profession and you sit in a room and you, you type away and, and, and to have all the writers, you know, just at your fingertips and, and, and can asking them like, how do you do this? And like, I'm having this problem. And because they are on the same journey or they have already taken that journey and, and they can, point out that this is all normal and, and this is part of the process and this is how you do it. And, and, and that's incredible to have. And you have that with the, uh, with the Bustella Academy. There's such a great joy in discovering these things with the academics. You know, this is, like I said, this, 
the academy is a back and forth conversation and they're lively and positive, you know, so it's, uh, I, I do enjoy it. And I just want to say, Aaron mentioned pitch materials. I want to make it absolutely clear that I've not broken any NDAs. Okay. I do share pitches. I've written more pitches than I've had hot meals. Uh, but yeah, I do share files with them. My Scrivener files, early drafts, notes. Anything that demystifies the writing process and the business of publishing. You, you, if you join the academy, yeah, get to rummage through my drawers. I can't say fairer than that. So yeah. And I have rummaged through them, Mr. Stay. I'll say that. No, but I tell you what though, I tell you what though, I mean, uh, you know, Aaron said about the, the generosity of, of what you do. It's very rare to kind of like for people to open up files and show. I remember there's, there's even a training video you do about how you use Scrivener as a tool online to see stuff like that is just incredible gold dust. It's kind of like, uh, in fact, Denise mentioned offline that she felt like it was becoming part of an inner sanctum for her. It was like crossing a threshold and being able to get, get really direct access. And, and it's, it's also incredibly, um, just incredibly mind blowing to how Laura transformed from, from lacking focus to finishing three books. Three books. Three. I know. <laughs> I hadn't realized that when I was interviewing right? her. I was like, and you, three, three. Yeah. <laughs> and you can and you can just tell that how she's brimming with confidence. She said, I'm ready to write another million. It's like <laughs> that that transformation is 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 absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And this is one of the joys celebrating two years of the Academy is seeing uh these folks that were, you know, just names on emails to start with, and they've become this wonderful community. And what I was saying about the back and forth, you know, I might go in and say, oh, look, this is how I use Scrivener or this is how I keep track of word count or this is how I do this. But then they all start pitching in with their ideas as well. So it's not me being the lecturer at the front of the room going, right, listen to me. I know everything. It's about everyone sharing experiences, which uh, I, I learn a lot from it, you know, and we all gain something from it. And um, it's why we keep coming back, I think. Yeah. And I, I loved what Denise said. She said, I, I needed to do something very different, very radical. Otherwise, I'm going to just keep writing my journals and dreaming of writing. I'm thinking, how many people listen to this right now thinking, oh, my gosh, that's me. That's me right there. And it reminds me of that classic Stephen Covey saying, that quote. He said, if we keep doing what we keep doing, we'll keep getting what, we, what we're currently getting. And it's, it's so true, isn't it? You've got, you've got to change something up. And we all get stuck in these kind of ruts. Um, and in many ways, I think making that, that 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 journey to committing to yourself to really go for it that's the moment where that that changes as well she talked about um that importance of committing to yourself like no one's going to make that decision for you and and i think every successful author from all million sellers we've talked to you know to the breakthrough authors we talked to at some point in their life they've made that commitment to themselves otherwise they'd never have got to where they were yeah absolutely but the other thing about the you know, you're making a commitment to yourself, but you're also joining a group. And what was so lovely is seeing them all make new friends. And this happened really early on in the academy. They they were creating their own little discussion groups because it's something you can do on 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 you know the on the academy. They're helping each other, and it was amazing to see. And um, that really helps with confidence, uh, knowing that you're not alone. It's so important, and it eliminates that fear factor. And once you learn how to manage that fear factor, and it won't ever you know eliminate it completely because I don't think you ever truly overcome it. The fear, at least speaking for myself, the fear is always there, uh, but you learn to manage it you learn to overcome it and it gives you what it what it really gives you is a kind of fearlessness that shuts down that little naysayer inside of us and it 
frees up the creative side. So yes, when you're editing, there's a critical part of you. But when you're trying to get ideas on the page for that first draft or whatever, you need to put aside those doubts. You need to manage those doubts and let it all, you know, let the good stuff come out. Yeah, absolutely. And and actually, Saivar talked about the loneliness and isolation of writing and something we've discussed a number of times in this podcast. And it's such a common challenge for authors. I think many authors actually don't realize just how much the isolation is part of their struggle until they've actually found that supportive group of, of like-minded individuals, people who think the way they think, people who've got the same kind of ambitions or the goals that they have. And And one thing I've heard time and time again from Academy members is I never knew how much I needed this community in my life. And it's, also, it's that old saying, isn't it, Mark? You know, you don't know what you don't know. Um, and then also there, there are many communities, aren't there? But very much like on this podcast and in the Academy, you know, we encourage this environment where we, we celebrate all our wins as well as being open about our challenges, which is what you hear from, you know, that people are very open about saying, I was really struggling with this. And so it's an environment where people are, are lifted up no matter what stage of their writing journey they're in. Yeah, you're never made to feel anonymous. You're you're always welcome. You know, we will always we will always be there to listen. Absolutely. So we've we've heard a lot about you know the, the before and after journeys, but it's really interesting to like dive in and um, find out what these uh, writers, these authors, these amazing authors have been creating. Um, and in the academy, we, we we've seen this incredible diversity. We love this diversity of these different projects which people choose to work on. Um, and and you know, as as practice, we ask them to kind of pitch their project to us. Yeah, this is great fun. So let's start with Aaron Brooks with a fascinating combination of characters and settings. And it's just, I love this stuff. So two projects. One is a, a supernatural thriller involving a lonely cop, a tattoo artist, and a female Russian sniper from World War II. Wow. And then I've got uh, this uh, big sci-fi, secondary world sci-fi space opera. Well, it's basically Neil Armstrong landing in Game of Thrones. It's all about worlds coming to you. And the central dramatic, uh, you know, uh, question is, uh, can we live, can people from different worlds live together? And here is a huge success from Kate Baker. Well, for me, since joining, I've had the guts to actually go for it. And I submitted my historical novel called Made of Steel, spelt M-A-I-D, to um, the Book Guild. And amazingly, they they want to publish it. And it's coming out next February. And I can't believe it. (laughs) And we heard earlier about the incredible achievements of Laura's three books to date. Here's what she's up to. Well, I have... I'm currently submitting a gothic horror, um, The Haunted House, set in Ireland. So that's going around at the minute. And then my next book that I'm just finishing the final edit on is a psychological thriller also set in Ireland. So I'm, I'm hoping now that that one will get out by the end of the year too. And Naomi Floyd. Now, uh, I did do a reader report on Naomi's first draft of this uh, book, and it is just amazing. So uh, I, I love it. This is, this is going to be amazing when it comes out. So here's Naomi. Okay, so um, after a couple of years being kicked around, my first book should be out on KDP. Oh. Fingers crossed, end of next month. So it's got some Welsh language in there, and that's currently being uh, fact-checked right. um, for accuracy. Um, and then everything else is good to go. So it's just sat there waiting to go. Um, and then once that's in the can, then I can concentrate on one or other of my other projects. So I've got uh, a murder mystery series that I've been working on and also – uh, kind of alternative historical reality of some Shakespearean female characters. 
And for those many fans out there of Icelandic mysteries, here's Sivor Haldorsson. So I'm currently uh, rewriting uh, my first novel. It's called Flayed. It's a dark murder mystery that takes place in dead of winter in a very remote part of Iceland. And it's an area that is known for Norse paganism and sorcery and witchcraft. It's kind of like trapped meets true detectives. So it's a, you know, dark um, who who done it murder mystery uh, taking place in like around Christmas in, in Iceland. And finally, Denise McGahan. Well, it's called Alice Larson and um, it's a sort of a, a funny and a very heartwarming tale about a woman who has to rediscover herself and reinvent herself um, at the age of 50. So it's um, it's it's funny, but it's also really quite poignant. So so my readers have said it really makes them sort of laugh but cry at the same time um, in a very satisfying way. And it's quite um, similar to um, Ele- Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine. I think I've heard a lot say, well, this reminds me of this, or, or fans of Kate Atkinson um, might, might appeal to them. Isn't it amazing, Mark, to hear the diversity and just the, the breadth of what people have created? Yeah, well, this is the thing. We're, as we said at the beginning, they're coming from this sort of spectrum. You know, we, We're not saying write literary fiction, like write crime fiction, write this fiction, write that. You know, it's all about finding your own voice and expressing your, yourself. And I, you know, I've, um, I get, uh, when we do the one power punch up uh, sessions and the craft coaching sessions, which I'll talk more about later, uh, I get to see little nuggets of these books. And then sometimes, cause I also do, uh, on the side, I do uh, reader reports and editing and stuff like that. S- some people send me the whole book, and I get to read the whole book, and it's such a treat. It's um, you know, there's some serious talent there. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. So, um, one thing that we set out to do from day one is not forcing authors into like a specific A to Z. You know, this is what you must do because it's something that we've learned from the best-selling authors we've interviewed that everyone's unique and everyone has different needs and. And these needs need to be met in different ways. So probably one of the most exciting aspects of the Academy Love is the diversity of learning, something we call the four C's. It's coaching, courses, content, and community. Um, and we were really interested, I love my acronyms, don't I, Mark? But we were really interested in finding out what most people enjoy. So let's dive in and listen to Denise. What, what, what was a combination for her of both the, the community and the coaching? I just actually really loved each any touch point where we all came together so you know you've got you've got the coaching sessions that you and and Mark do um I loved uh that community kind of you know because everybody's from all over the world it doesn't matter what time you pop on there's always somebody on and uh so you've always got someone you can kind of hang out with or run something by the coaching sessions are brilliant um but just that general sense of community um just brings everything to life and then feeling that you're part of, you're going through this journey, this process, as you call it, like with other people in exactly the same boat as you. Yeah. Yeah. You're not alone. And there's always somebody either just, you know, a, sort of alongside you or two steps ahead of you, one step behind, you know, you're always, you've always got an answer to something or sometimes if you're not feeling particularly motivated, you get a bit scared, you know, sometimes you get a wee bit scared. Um it's amazing how how much comfort and inspiration or reassurance you get from 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 the, the community. It's brilliant. It is a game changer. And here's Aaron Brooks. He's talking about access, and he's talking about life coaching, and he's talking about beta readers and all that good stuff. 
I think it's the access to you guys. Um, you know, any questions that I have thrown at you, the frequency with which, you know, we're doing writer surgeries like once a week then the craft coaching and the, um, the life coaching, there's always something, uh, that's coming up and also the community, you know, mm-hmm. if you, everybody needs beta readers, right. When you're starting out and, uh, the Academy is a great place to find somebody that you click with and, uh, and bounce ideas off of. If you do, you know, sign up for the Academy, which I highly recommend you do it. Uh, and knowing that you're going to have conversations with the two Mark. It's not like a lecture. Uh, we do these great one pair of punch-ups where Mark to go through like a 200 words um, from that nitty gritty to like big picture, you know, craft questions. It's a conversation. So you really feel involved. And I think that you learn more when you're, not only engaged, involved in the conversations. Talking about sharing goals and wins with others, as well as learning, feedback and support. These are the important things that come up. Uh, Here's Kate Baker. I love sharing the mini goals and the mini achievements on the Academy. And it's always someone coming back saying, oh my God, I know I've done that. And I know that no one's going to laugh at me. As I say, the the courses are bite-sized. So if I suddenly come in and I've got half an hour free, I'll just whiz on and do another module of something. Oh, the one paragraph punch-ups are great. I hadn't had that before. It's a great opportunity to have your work listened to and analysed. And actually, the one I did back in February, I'd now quite like to revisit that. So that's that's something. Feeling of support, everyone sharing the excitement with the journey along the way. For Laura, the isolation in both writing and location meant that meeting and bonding with other writers was a huge bonus. Definitely the community aspect. Um I loved that when I got in there, you know, there's the forums, there's the hive, there's things like that, that you can talk to people, you get writing buddies, so you get to know them that way. But also the twice a month live chats, they're a great opportunity to talk to someone in real time. Um, so as well as asking your questions and getting that little bit of education and information from yourself and another mark, you can chat to the other writers and they might say, oh, do you know, I was having a real problem with that. You'll be like, I had that problem too. It's a really bonded experience for writers, I think. Now, the regular coaching is not only one of the areas we both enjoy the most, but it's an essential for many writers to keep them moving forward. This is what Naomi told us. Uh, the live coaching sessions, definitely. They're like oases in a, a mad, mad world. So they're the uh, the Monday evenings that I look forward to. And they're just, they've been full of such useful, practical advice, both for writing and for life in general. So yeah, absolutely my favourite part. And Saivar shares two massive hurdles that he overcame. Yeah, this is what happens like around the 25,000 word mark or 30,000 word mark, where you kind of sort of, uh, you know, you run out of steam, you sort of run out of all the ideas that you, you've been piling up with and you're just like, I can't finish this. So I, I, that's, I reached that point and I was like, I don't have anything else. So I, I scheduled a one-on-one with Mark's day and, and we talked it over and, and he I told them what the novel was about and he analyzed it and said, okay, this is what you need to focus on. And, and that was a breakthrough and, and got me all the way to the, uh, to the end. But Saivar also hit an unexpected barrier just before that finish line. Absolutely. And, and there, was a, there was a stage earlier on in your journey as well, wasn't there, where you kind of had some challenges with the drafts. Tell us a bit about that. My favorite part of the academy is like when you have obstacles and, and problems while you're writing, is that you can bring up those obstacles and 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 
problems in the uh, the weekly coaching sessions and and find solution to the problems and the obstacles. For example, um, I was two two thousand words from finishing my novel. I was at the finish line. I just could not get over the finish line, and I was just I I could see the finish line. I just didn't want to cross it, and and I brought it up in a session with you. And in your coaching session, and you analyzed it, what the blockage was, and and just said, you know, this is normal, you know, part of the writing journey and writing process when you're writing a novel. And you challenged me to finish it up in two weeks, and I had a breakthrough. And after the session, and I finished it, and and I, you know, finished the first draft. So that's the kind of support you get in the academy, and and and. And that's, you know, to have someone that is with you every step of the way through the whole process. I mean, that's that's what you want because you don't want to sit in a room by yourself and, and, and give up. So you heard certain phrases there, one pair of punch-ups, monthly craft coaching, Wednesday surgeries. Let, I'm just going to sort of give people a, an idea of what was being spoken about there. So uh, the one pair of punch-ups, now long-term listeners of the podcast might recall that we used to do one-page punch-ups on the podcast. We get an editor in to look at a page. Uh, we do one-paragraph versions every other month as part of the monthly craft coaching on the Academy. So I get to read four, five, six paragraphs from Academates. I make notes beforehand. And uh, edit notes, and then sort of line, at a line edit level, it's quite nitpicky because it's just a paragraph, sort of two hundred words. And we share these over the course of the monthly session, and everyone chips in. Now, I know there'll be people out there listening to this that it just might bring them out in hives. The idea of their <laughs> writing yeah. being exposed in that way, but I, there's no obligation to send a paragraph, and you don't have to. Those who don't are always welcome. And the idea is that we all learn something from the session. And everyone who's been brave enough to do it has come away sort of fired up with how they're going to tackle that. And we usually focus, we might have a month on dialogue. We might have a month on character descriptions. We might have a month on, you know, we had one on um, uh, atmosphere last month, which was so much fun. We're talking about atmospheric writing. It was really, really cool fun. So that's the one power punch-up thing that we do, and I, I really, really enjoy it. That alternates with the monthly craft coaching. So the with that, the academic sending questions, I give them my feedback, my two penneth, and then everyone else chips in. Again, very conversational. It's not a lecture. It's not me at the front saying, this is right, this is wrong. You know, we uh, will, you know, and we cover all sorts of subjects with this. And, um, you know, and every month there's something new. There's always something new and interesting to discuss. The Wednesday surgeries, these are weekly surgeries every Wednesday night. These are a lot more relaxed. Uh, there's no preparation. There's no agenda. It's just half an hour on a Wednesday. Folks drop in, discuss just what might be bugging them that week. It's all recorded. So if you can't make it, it's all there on record. So, you know, uh, that was huge really- as well, Mark, isn't it? Because actually over the years, now we've done this now for two years, and one of the, one of the big feedback, uh, one of the big feedback things we kept hearing was, People, you know, they've, they've got these these moments during their writing. They might be stuck in the middle of their novel. And be, they might need a bit of inspiration. They might be feeling like giving up, you know, and just being able to check in with someone and say, this is what I'm experiencing. It's absolutely huge because um, often it's hard to kind of have those conversations with, say, a partner or a friend who doesn't really understand it. And 
I kind of call it the lifeline, you know, it's this kind of lifeline where you can check in and realize that, you know, there are other people struggling with the same things, but, or if you just want to know a bit of information about diff- different types of edits, that's always the thing I got confused. There's so many different kinds of edits, just little things to get your knowledge up and move you forward. And there's no daft questions. That's a rule, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No such thing as a silly question. And what, um, what I get out of it is I get to know everyone a lot better. I know, you know, what they're writing, what their strengths are, what their goals are. People are coming from all walks of life, uh, all sorts of genres, but they do share something which is which is a curiosity and an eagerness to make it happen and an eagerness to learn. And they're a really lovely bunch. It's such I a joy seeing them. I, 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 I mean, I just can't believe just how lovely people are that come to the Academy. There's just something about their spirit uh, and their their life, the life that they have in them is absolutely brilliant. Um, now we we mark we talk a lot about academy members, don't we? A lot of academy members don't realise this, but we actually spend a lot of time chatting behind their backs, <laughs> <laughs> talking about their projects, checking out their book hooks, which we ask them to create, which are like their kind of one line, you know, pitches, their blurbs, you know, the opening pages of their novel. The, the early chapters of their novel, you know, we look at all these things and they have to create all these things as part of the Academy roadmap that's been developed. But just the other day, Mark, you and I, you might remember us talking uh, about Denise and I happened to be interviewing her the following day. And, and I mentioned something which I thought I might surprise her with. So let's have a listen into this lovely moment. That's amazing. Yeah, I think it's one of the biggest gifts you can give your kids following your passion um and and you've done that you've done that in space because your journey has been quite incredible shift hasn't it from that not having time or being able to write to actually finishing your book yeah yeah i felt amazing it absolutely felt amazing um i seeing my children read it my husband read my book i talked about it for such a long time and uh i remember him finishing finishing <laughs> sitting up in bed alongside me and he finished it and he just kind of turned to me and sort of went, wow, you know, and that was, that was a really lovely moment. So yeah, it uh, felt great. Felt like a journey indeed. And I know you've done a lot, done a lot of the craft coaching with Mark. You've done a lot of the life coaching, mindset coaching with me, but mm-hmm. I want to, I want to tell you something that you might not know, Denise. I know Mark's, Mark's been looking at your book and he's, he's yeah. kind of, and I've, 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 I started reading it as well. Mark told me yesterday that your book is one of the best books he has read this year. No way. Yeah. And he reads a lot of books. And we're not just talking books from the Academy, Denise. All the books that Mark's read, that he gets sent by all the major publishers, he said your book is one of the best books he's read this year. What do you think of that? (laughs) Speechless. So congratulations. You've absolutely knocked it out of the park. Well, thank you. And I can't wait for one to see where this all goes, because I said this very early on, didn't I, at the very beginning of our chats, you know, recognizing the the, the talent you had in your writing and the dedication you you could give to it. But yeah, hearing that from Mark yesterday, I was like, I knew it. Oh, thank you. Wow. You're so welcome. I'm speechless. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time, Denise, as well. And we look forward to chatting again, maybe on the podcast as a special guest again.
Wouldn't that be nice? Thank you so much. So much appreciated. Thank you, Mark. (laughs) Isn't that, you know what, if you're watching the video version of this interview on YouTube, you will have seen how Denise was literally shell-shocked and her her eyes started to fill with tears and she put her her hands to her mouth, which is why I had to keep talking because she was literally speechless. But how brilliant, how absolutely brilliant. Well, look, I mean, I want to make it absolutely clear. I'm not just blowing smoke, you know. I'm not just this. This isn't just flattery. It is. I'm doing a a copy edit. Denise got in touch. This isn't part of the academy. This is a separate thing because I do copy editing and 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 reader reports and edits and development edits and stuff like that. And she got in touch and just said, "Can you do a copy edit for me before I send it out?" And I thought, "Yeah, great." Because I I she'd done the one pair of punch ups. We read bits of this book out in uh, in the craft sessions and what have you. And it it was always impressive. It was always impressive. But as I'm I'm a chapter, I was a chapter in. I thought this is extraordinarily good. And as I kept reading it, I thought because it's as she said, it's about this this woman Alice, but it's about so much more, and it's so well observed. She has such a great light touch with comedy, character descriptions, dialogue, the scene set. It's all there. It's uh, it, it genuinely. Um, I. I mean, you know, she we made comparisons to Eleanor, Eleanor Oliphant and stuff like that. Absolutely, one hundred percent. That's not just some idle uh, comparison. And I'm I'm really blown away. And look, if there's any agents listening to this or publishers who are looking for the best in women's contemporary fiction, drop Denise or get drop us a line because um, it's it's up there. It's, yeah. uh, well, it's, it's ready just, to go out, isn't it? As well, it's yeah, just absolutely. Finished well, it. I remember when I was at Orion, and you know, we'd get we'd we'd have acquisitions, and before the acquisitions meeting, you'd get. Uh, sometimes you'd get the whole book. Sometimes you just get the first fifty pages, and we'd we'd make a decision on that, you know, whether or not we buy it based on that sample or whatever. And um, yeah, this is this is as good, if not better, than a lot of those. Uh, I'm Fantastic. not joking. It's really wow. good, really, really good. So we want to say thank you to all of our academy members who were brave enough and bold enough to to come on the show, and uh, we look forward to having many more um, stories around around some of these authors. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe people listening, you know, down the line, we might be able to get your story as well. But really, my favorite part of the Academy um, is actually seeing the personal breakthroughs and growth. It's, it's hearing the stories like we have today. It's the reason why the actual Academy exists. It's the reason why we started this podcast as well. And we have, you know, we have thousands of listeners on the podcast each week and we get these wonderful, beautiful, amazing emails. But but in the Academy, we get to know everyone personally. We get to know their journey. And it's actually, it is a real privilege, Mark, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, <clears throat> the best thing we did when we started this 400 episodes ago was we we were doing this ridiculous challenge, but we set out the challenge to our listeners. We said, beat us to it. I've got a shelf of book there's over there. It's too deep. And that's everyone that I know of that's had a book published because of something they heard on the podcast because they were inspired to do something. Um, I think I got a feeling that's the tip of the iceberg as well. So, oh, and some some of these authors are friends of mine now. You know, it's um, just sit, looking at that bloody shelf. Look at it. <laughs> You've had I to get new know. shelves and put in, haven't you? Well, I, that's, uh, yes, yes. You know, we got. That's we the got, thing, though. It's but the thing is about. This is what really strikes me about, you know, it's kind of taken 400 episodes to really realize this, <laughs> but it's, I, I love the fact that something is actually being created. 
you know, there's many things we can do in this world. There's nothing to show for it. But there are those books. And, and it's literally people's dreams coming to life in front of our very eyes. And I've learned that there's one, whether it's writing one or more books, it's, it's up there with someone's greatest accomplish, accomplishments in life. It's, it'll be on that list when you like look back on all the things you're most proud of that you achieved in your lifetime. It's, it's about people discovering not just the book they write, but it's also about discovering their full potential as a writer and not settling for where they're at. And, and then it struck me as I was thinking about this episode, it struck me that there's, an even, there's something even bigger than all of this. And this is really incredible to think, but it's what you learn about yourself in challenging yourself. It's seeing how someone proves themselves that they can go from unfocused you know, to incredibly productive like Laura or isolated to becoming part of a family like Saivar or you know, from being rejected to accepted like Kate. It's like they're, they're not alone and their struggles are shared struggles and they're not strange or, or odd. You know, we always think that. We always think, oh, this is just our problem. Um, and as Naomi mentioned earlier, all of this is relevant to not just writing, but life. It's, it's um, you know, wh- where does that newfound confidence leak into other areas of their life? You know, for example, where all that confidence that Laura's now got, you know, affect other things that she's doing in her life. And, and like Denise, who do you inspire by giving yourself permission to follow your passion? Uh, and who will believe in you when you finally, finally start believing in yourself? I think that's so crucial, isn't it? Indeed. You know what? I, I've enjoyed, I love doing these little mini interviews. And I think, I, and of course, there are people on the academy thinking, hang on, why aren't I on? Because there's a, there's a dozen other stories just like these uh, that we haven't told yet. So I think this is going to, this could be a regular slot in the podcast, you know? I think yeah, we should do I this. I think so. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant stuff. Well, listen, thank you again to all of our Academy members. And if this has inspired you, if this is, if you're thinking, I really want to be a part of this, then, you know, we're opening the Academy doors. Um, they're open now for applications. It starts in September and there'll be other openings very soon in the future as well. But if you want to find out more, then just go along to the Academy website, which is academy.bestsellerexperiment.com. Dot com. Simple as that. Academy.bestsellerexperiment.com. And maybe Mr. Stay, maybe Mr. Stay will be interviewing some new listeners turned Academy members in the future as well. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. Brilliant. Can't stuff. wait. Going to happen. Well, listen, happy 400th episode, Mr. Stay. And thank you to everyone. Thank you to all the crazy people out there that have listened to every single episode. You are completely <laughs> bonkers, but we love you to death. And thank you to all our new members that might have just joined us today on this journey. And most importantly, thank you to everyone who supports this show by telling their friends about it. Um, We would not have got to episode 400 without you. And it's because of you that we're still here doing this (laughs) every week. Um, So thank you to everyone. And uh, it's been quite a journey, Mark, so far, hasn't it? Uh, it's, It's been amazing. And here's to 400 more. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> and more after that. Uh, folks, if you've enjoyed this, so. subscribe, rate, review. A uh, big thank you to uh, JD, our editor this week, is a bit more complicated than the usual <laughs> week. Sorry, JD. Uh, if you want to drop us a line, if you've been inspired by this, come and find us on social media, where Facebook is Bestseller Experiment, Twitter and Instagram is at Bestseller XP, or just pop over to bestsellerexperiment.com. There's a contact tab there where you can uh, drop us a line. Absolutely. Don't forget to join the newsletter to get updates each week. 
the live shows coming up, the 200 word challenge, that's 200wordchallenge.com. And of course, the Academy, if you want to join us, you've got about a few days left, a week left, academy.bestsellerexperiment.com. Thanks, Mr. State. It's a goodbye from Mark 1. And for the 400th time, a goodbye <laughs> from Mark 2. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>